Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. There are plenty of things to do these days on Detroit's Belle Isle. But going to the zoo is not one of them anymore. We didn't want to go in and start tearing things out when we thought maybe there might be a a potential repurposing or reuse of some of the facilities. For the first time in a long time, there is movement around the old island zoo space. What's next for the area that held exotic animals for almost a century? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Belle Isle is one of the most versatile spots in Detroit. Do you want a beach? How about an aquarium? You need to ride your bike or hit some golf balls? Maybe you're looking to cheat death on a giant slide. Belle Isle has all of these things and more tucked into a neat one and a half mile space in the middle of the Detroit River. There is something that you used to be able to do that you can no longer. Go to the zoo. From 1895 through 2002, the Belle Isle Zoo was a main attraction in the city. When you think about it, when you reminisce, what comes to mind to you first, Mike, when you let your mind wander back to the Belle Isle Zoo? The first thing I think of is families that come out to visit, uh, school children who would uh, come out to visit, and the ability to reach out in the community was always a strong point. Um, We had over 200 species of different types of animals. And even though most of the time people thought of us as a a children's zoo, you know, we had a lot of the exotic animals. um, So it was always fun to to be able to introduce those to the kids. It was just always an electric place. We used to always joke about one of the most dangerous jobs that you could have was being at the front gate during school visit season because the gates would open and most of the kids were lowered to the ground and they would just come piling in. That right there is the voice of Mike Reed. Mike knows a thing or two about the Belle Isle Zoo, having worked there for 20 years, spending some of that time as the head zookeeper. These days, Mike is the curator of education for the Detroit Zoological Society. The Zoological Society runs the Detroit Zoo, and it did run the Belle Isle Zoo. How would you compare the Belle Isle Zoo to other zoos? I mean, you mentioned it wasn't a kid zoo, so how do you describe it? In terms of um, animal numbers, it would be on the smaller side. You know, we were a part of the Detroit Zoo, and there are very high animal care standards there. So 
we had to make sure that we kept up with those, which we did. You know, the zoo was always rated very highly in terms of uh, animal care, but we were only able to be open six months out of the year because of the fact that we had a boardwalk. The families and kids would walk over a boardwalk. So in the wintertime, if it got ice or snow, it was too slippery. So the zoo was actually closed for six months out of the year. What happened to the zoo? It's complicated. Part of what happened was that the Detroit Zoo's rise over time made the Belle Isle Zoo somewhat redundant. Though Mike told me that the Detroit and Belle Isle Zoos did offer unique experiences. At the end of the day, though, it always comes down to one thing. Money. The thing that most people ask about is, you know, why did it close? Because of the fact that the zoo was actually closed for six months out of the year. But yet, at the same time, we had to provide, you know, the same kind of animal care that we did any time during the year. So it just became a process where it was very expensive. It was part of a budget cut year. And so, you know, that's how it um, basically became close. The Belle Isle Zoo was unique for the same reason a lot of other things on Belle Isle are unique. Everything is on an island. Running a zoo is challenging regardless, right? But what were some of the challenges of running a zoo on an Mm -hmm. island? One of the things that we always had to have would be an evacuation plan in case the Detroit River decided to rise. The other thing would be at sometimes the island would get very crowded. So if we needed to move an animal or something like that, you know, sometimes the the gates and stuff would be, you know, a little crowded, but nothing that would prevent us from um, being able to do our job. So basically Mike and his crew could evacuate 200 animals off an island filled with people in a very short amount of time. Crazy. The Michigan State House approved a budget last week that included $21 million for improvements on Belle Isle, some of which will be used to remove the Belle Isle Zoo, which has been dormant for two decades. These days, the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, they run Belle Isle. Ron Olson is the Chief of Parks and Recreation for the DNR. What we're starting to do now is we wanted to start addressing what would be the reuse plan for that area, so we didn't want to go in and start tearing things out when we thought maybe there might be a a potential repurposing or reuse of some of the facilities that still had value to them. One of the things we did over the past couple of years, we worked with Michigan State University uh, Landscape Architecture School, and it became a graduate school project to come in with student work groups to do some visioning on what possible scenarios there would be, and they learned. And we went through that and had public engagement meetings and that. And after all that, there was a number of very unique concept plans for the repurposing of the zoo area. Mike, the former head zookeeper on Belle Isle, he didn't weigh in on what should be next for the space. But he did tell me that whatever it is, it must be community-focused. Belal has always been, they say, the crown jewel of the city, and I'd say one of the crown jewels of the state as far as the Belal Zoo coming back and being something very positive for the citizens of the area. I can definitely see that 
If you have a crown jewel, if you drop it and a piece breaks off of it, it's no longer as valuable as it was before. So that facility holds a unique space on the island. If the community have a voice in what happens in that space, then they will support that space. That space has always been used to support the community and has always been used as a very strong educational outreach and I would like to see it continue as that. I do think most of us would agree that whatever is next for the space that used to house the Belle Isle Zoo, it should be used for nature. Ron and the DNR, they agree. People really favored to try to restore the landscape to more of a natural condition. And that meant that, you know, to have basic trails, because that's right at the point where the zoo kind of area is a transition to the flatwoods and the natural area of, of Belle Isle. And so people really valued the idea of, you know, having like simple hiking trails and not too far back in the woods is the uh, eagle nest and a number of other things. And so with that in mind, our plan now would be to commence the removal of the buildings, the bad buildings that we have in there, and then remove the infrastructure, the elevated walkway that wouldn't serve a purpose. I did have to wonder, because of how culturally relevant the Belle Isle Zoo was to Detroit, if there would be markers in the new space reflecting on history. Ron says the MSU students who worked on the design have a solution for that. Some of them came up with these unique ideas to have small, for the lack of a better term, sculptures of animals that were once there. So when you walk in there, you could have like little descriptors to say back in whatever the date was. Here's a couple of examples of animals or or maybe some etchings that have photographs of what the zoo was like, kind of a historic marker of sorts of people that never was there can get a good idea. If you were standing here, here's what it would look like. There's some techniques where you have plastic or glass placard that's large. You have the photograph etched and then you can look through it and then you can kind of see from your vantage point, here's what it looked like if you would have stood there uh, 30 years ago or something like that. Those are all some things to tie bar that historic perspective, but yet, you know, have it subtly done. Ron told me that you may see some small things being done to the zoo area in the near future, but the heavier lifting won't come until at least later this fall. No matter what, the Belle Isle Zoo is much like Bablo Island. The attractions may be physically gone, but they live forever in the hearts and minds of Detroiters. Today's big thanks go out to Mike Reed and Ron Olson for taking the time to chat with us today. Visit WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.